Greetings and salutations and welcome to the Trash Fire of Talk podcast with your host, Skits M. Jones. I am your host, Skits M. Jones. And let's do the thing we always do to start off the episode, a look at recent and upcoming events. Uh, first up, last week, this past Saturday, uh, Uncouth joined Without Light and Dead Sun Rising at Metal Monkey Brewing in Romeoville. It was a banger show. Everybody crushed. Uh, Dead Sun Rising, uh, I didn't realize this was their first gig, and they were fantastic. We will definitely be playing with them again in the future. Without Light, uh, friends of the band who we've performed with in the past, and will do so again. Um, we were celebrating our bass player James's birthday, so everyone was a little loose, a little chill, a little relaxed. You know, we just kind of grooved on stage. Um, uh it it was it was fun it was definitely a a uh more humorous and celebratory air to our performance uh than some other performances we've had and it was fun uh the brewery was super cool metal monkey brewing um driving up to the place i was very concerned because it's one of those where it's in an industrial warehouse complex and so i pulled up to just a bunch of nondescript warehouses until i finally saw the brewery um but it was very cool. There was a brewery cat. There was a cat that was just there, you know, to catch mice and shit like that. And the cat was super cute and super friendly. So I spent some of my time hanging out with the cat. And, uh, yeah, it was a good show. It was fun. And uh, definitely hope to play at Metal Monkey Brewing again uh, in the not-too-distant future. We'll be there in 2020. I don't think that's uh, that's overstating things to say we'll probably be back there in 2020. I think that's a safe assumption. Um, but yeah, super fun. This Saturday, I will be at Steph's Darling Parlor at the Elbow Room. Uh, I don't know the lineup for that one, but I guarantee it's going to be fantastic. Um, I've, I've done a Steph's Darling Parlor before. Uh, Elbow Room's a fun room, and this will likely be the last show I do at Elbow Room because Elbow Room is, as I've mentioned in the podcast before, closing its doors in December. So, more reasons than ever to come out to this show if you're not doing anything this coming Saturday. Uh, December 13th, new addition to the schedule. I will be at Spot on Broadway in Bradley, Illinois. Uh, lineup to be announced. Shout out to Burt Young for, for grabbing me for this one. Um, there's a few more things I'm going to be involved in coming up. Uh, at least one more show to announce for December, plus something in January I'm very excited about, but I, I'm, I can't say anything about it just yet. Um, there's also some shows that I'll be attending just as a spectator coming up. Uh, tonight, as of this recording, I will be at Liars Club in Chicago for Dragzilla. You've heard me talk about the show before, so I'm not going to get too deep into it. I'm sure there will be a review uh, on the next episode, you know, as I like to do. Um, but it, it's going to be absolutely fantastic. We're celebrating uh, co-host, co-founder, co-showrunner, uh, Lucille Fofer's birthday tonight, so I'm sure you can expect all sorts of wildness. And because tomorrow's Thanksgiving, I have the day off, so I can even hang out after the show. That'll be fun. Uh, this coming Monday, December 2nd, I'm 
planning, assuming the day job doesn't kill me, to go check out the So Emo show. Uh, I've mentioned that show in the past. It's one that I've done, and uh, it's it's one I enjoy. The lineup is killer. Uh, it's generally just a fun show run by great folks. Uh, I, I love that folks from the Burbs are representing hard on this show. You know, myself, J.R. Castro was on the first one. Chris Bongat's on this one. Uh, you know, so it, it'll be righteous to just go chill in the audience, which I can do now as I'm not officially working in a comedy fashion on Monday nights, uh, which reminds me I'm not currently scouting for Game of Microphones, uh, which means that this past Monday uh, I didn't have to like hang out in the back and observe the entire open mic as I usually do. Uh, I did do a set because um, I had some shit I'm working on, um, but after, uh, before and after my set, I spent a lot of my time over in the improv room at the comedy shrine and had a fun time doing that. Uh, it's a, a very different skill set. The, uh, the improv thing, um, you know, it's, it's as opposed to being a straight stand up, uh, it's more akin to, you know, some of the, oh, excuse me, um, some of the, the skills that I, I developed in, uh, you know, wrestling or show hosting or, or, or things like that. Um, you know, with the, with the improv scene work, you know, if you're, if you're doing a scene, uh, it's more akin to wrestling, you know, as, as the improv is rooted in kind of understanding the character that you're playing and knowing what that character would do in response to any given situation. Um, you know, understanding the, the mindset and, and mining the character for the humor. Um, you know, and then with the, with the more one-liner based improv, you know, it's kind of akin to, uh, show hosting and, you know, the, the spontaneity of, of crowd work and warming up the crowd, you know, the, the elements of asking folks what they do for a living or asking about, you know, relationships or whatever, you know, and then you riff off that stuff. The one-liner based improv is kind of akin to that. Um, and you know, all of these, all of these elements, all of these, these traits, all of these skills are going to be beneficial in the long run to the whole stand-up comedy thing that I'm doing. Um, you know, I, and I know historically there's a lot of, uh, kind of rivalry and banter between improv and stand-up, you know, they're viewed as different worlds, different skill sets, whatnot. And I like that there's, been more of a breakdown of that division uh it, it 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 appears in recent years um and specifically some of my favorite shows that I've ever done are ones that incorporate uh improv into stand up you know whether it's uh the show Quattro which I know I've talked about in the past doing the Ashbury improv where the stand-ups are invited to participate in some of the improv games um, the, the show that I did at the Oak Park Hamburger Mary's, uh, had some improv, uh, uh, intermixed with the, with the stand-up comedy. So, um, you know, and I, I get that they're, they're kind of different in approach, you know, the improv teams and things like that, uh, share a lot of similarities just from my observations of, you know, my time as a, a theater kid in, in high school, you know, the, a lot of the, the, the team, uh, exercises and the warmups and things like that, you know, and there, there's a, 
there's a, a geeky insular element to it, you know, um, but I mean, we're all fucking geeks, you know, uh, every standup I know is a, a, a fucking nerd, you know, um, and I, I think it's, it, it's, it's not weird to me that there's, you know, differences in, in how they all, uh, interact, you know, comedy, I'm sure is just as, um, you know, separated as music can be, you know, um, I'm in a doom metal band, uh, but my, my predilections music wise are for, you know, pop music and things of that nature. Uh, and I, I think when you blend different sounds and different styles and different attitudes together, that's where you get kind of the best stuff. You know, with wrestling, I liked to incorporate comedy into that. I was a I was a comedy wrestler. I was never going to be the best wrestler. You know, so I I liked the blending of wrestling and comedy. When it comes to the band, I like blending, you know, a a, a big element of performance into the live experience of, of seeing my band play. It's not just you're not just watching us, you know, play instruments or watching me sing. I am performing, I'm doing stuff, you know, I'm trying to, uh, tell a story with, with my performances. Um, and then with, with the comedy, I like, uh, a blending of, of genres and styles and things like that. And, and that, uh, that works with the, with the, you know, the blending of improv and stand up. Um, so yeah, speaking of blending, uh, things to, to create something special. Um, let's kick right into the music recommendations. Um, I, uh, the, the first song that I want to recommend is the song Sour Times by Portishead off their 94 debut album, Dummy. I was reminded of this album while listening to the podcast Heat Rocks, uh, on which Saul Williams was a guest. Uh, Heat Rocks is a podcast where guests come on and discuss a, a specific album and their relationship to it and stuff like that. It's a good podcast. I recommend it. And Saul Williams is one of my favorite multi-hyphenate uh, artists in the world. You know, acting, uh, poetry, you know, uh, performance, spoken word, uh uh, music, you know, Broadway, um, Saul Williams is, is everything, you know, fantastic artist, look into Saul Williams if you have not, uh, but anyway, the, the, uh, album that Saul Williams brought to the episode of Heat Rocks was Dummy, and in listening to them talk about that episode, it reminded me of, of this band, of this album, and specifically, this song, Sour Times, is a fucking jam. Um, Portishead was out of Bristol, England, and they were on the forefront of the, the trip-hop boom. And trip-hop as a genre, you know, I was talking about blending, uh, trip-hop uh, developed as a, a blending of hip-hop and electronica, you know, using breakbeats and samples in a fashion similar to the early 90s hip-hop at the time. Um, but slowed down and with additional varied instrumentation that incorporated everything from, 
you know, pianos and flutes to theremins and synths. And it was all overlaid typically by a jazz-influenced vocal um, that resulted in very mellow, groovy, you know, genre play uh, that exploded as bands and artists, the likes of Bjork and Tricky and Massive Attack and, you know, the, the band we're talking about currently, Portishead, all began to find commercial success. You know, there were inclusions on soundtracks, airplay, rotation on MTV. Um, the, the band Portishead was active from 94 to 97, releasing two albums in that time, before officially going on hiatus in 98, with the exception of a recording of a song with Tom Jones, yes, that Tom Jones, in 99. Uh, the band eventually fully reformed in 2005 for a benefit show. Uh, they released a new album in 2008, and they've continued playing assorted one-off shows through to present day. Uh, the video for Sour Times features footage from a, a short spy film that the band made titled To Kill a Dead Man. Um, the album Dummy spawned three singles, of which this was the second, uh, and the album Dummy ranked second in all-time best trip-hop albums, uh, as listed by the UK's Fact magazine. Uh, the debut album by Tricky uh, snagged that, that number one spot. But if you've not listened to Portishead or the album Dummy or the single Sour Times before, or you haven't revisited in a while... Now's a good time to do so. You know, it's very good stay indoors and just kind of vibe music, which is really all I want to do during the winter. You know what I mean? Um, the second song that I would like to recommend this episode is Miracles by Cross My Heart, Hope to Die off their uh, 2013 self-titled EP. Uh, now, Cross My Heart, Hope to Die was a, a side project from DJ Muggs of Cypress Hill fame. Um, it felt like a, a modern resurgence of the 90s era trip-hop boom, of which the, the previously recommended Portishead was a part. Um, part of the intrigue of the band was their blending of music and art. You know, the band was accompanied by a, a street art project in which uh, unmarked listening station boxes were placed throughout the world, um, building up anticipation for the music that arrived without a name or a source attributed. Uh, these boxes had nothing uh, but a headphone jack, and the music would start when the headphones were plugged in and stop when the headphones were, were removed. Um, you know, and uh, after the listening boxes were, were placed and started to build a buzz, uh, the next thing that followed was the band's signature logo, uh, a stylized heart bisected by an inverted cross started appearing uh, in various locations. And it was after all of that uh, that the band was finally revealed, consisting of the aforementioned DJ Muggs, plus uh, Andrew Klein and vocalist Brevi. And then on the non-musical front of the project, former art curator and social media expert Sean Bonner. Uh, the project was spawned when Muggs found some old recordings he'd put together for a previous but unused project, and he brought Klein and Brevi in to collaborate on the project. Uh, the IRL, art, and social media campaign elements of the project came from a desire to both let listeners interact with the music and the installations as album art. 
but also to return to the feeling of, of the pre-internet music listening experience where one really had to hunt out new music, you know, whether it was through zines or word of mouth or going to record stores and, and talking to people um, and, and things of that nature. Plus, the project also took on an element of alternate reality game, or ARG, akin to the likes of the viral marketing for movies like The Dark Knight and Cloverfield, or the Nine Inch Nails album Year Zero. Um, but all of the gimmickry aside, I wouldn't recommend this track if it didn't fucking bang. And it does bang. It's an, it's, uh, It's got instrumentation that hums with menace. The lyrics carry a, a similar air. Uh, and they're delivered in a simultaneously sultry and threatening fashion by Brevi, whose voice is fantastic. Uh, the accompanying music video features a coven of young Italian girls running through a town to a field in a scene that feels kind of just shy of being modern. Um, they collect up a dead bird, place it in a box emblazoned with the band's logo, and after a brief ritual... The box is next seen open and empty, but for a couple of feathers, and the girls are seen running and playing away from the scene of, of the reanimation. You know, and all of this is happening as the, the, the lyrics of, you know, uh, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. You know, everyone expects a miracle, but they make no sacrifice. Like, those are really, you know, interesting lyrics, uh when interplayed with, with this, this idea of, of death and reanimation. Um, it, it's a, a creepy video. It's a, a kind of a creepy song, but also kind of a sexy song, which that like, that's a phenomenal wheelhouse to work in. Um, the band followed up their, their, uh, 2013 self-titled EP with a second EP the following year. Um, a third EP was mentioned in interviews, but it never materialized, and the band seems to have been inactive ever since. Um, but yeah, you should check out Cross My Heart, Hope to Die. They really flew under the radar. I don't think they got near uh, the attention that they should have. Um, and if you are into uh, you know, trip-hop, if you're into synthwave, if you're into dark wave, if you're into... You know, any of that style of music, this is something that'll be right up your alley. Um, so, yeah, this whole episode has just kind of been about blending, you know, blending genres of music to create something new, blending, you know, improv and stand up to, to you know, create a, a better comedic toolbox. Um, and I, I think it's important to you know, make sure that when you are, when you are involved in anything, you never become so rigid and so closed off in your view of what it is you do that you ignore the other things that could play in, you know, the other elements that could, that could influence and could shape and could change because it's only through, uh, you know, a, adapting other, other styles and other views that anything new ever develops, you know, uh, and I, I think that's important to, to keep in mind, uh, to grow the creative projects, you know? Um, so yeah, there you go. Uh, I'm going to be going, see, going to see Queen and Slim today. Uh, I can't recommend it necessarily cause I haven't seen it yet. 
Um, but I'm sure in the next episode I will be talking about it, so you can look forward to that uh, dropping on January. Oh, and um, cheers and thank you to everybody. Speaking of you know dropping new episodes and things like that, we hit the 1,000 listens mark, and that's so cool. You know, I started doing this just because I, I needed something more to do. It, it, I had a, a drive to do it. Um, and the fact that I have anyone listening is incredible to me. And so I just want to take a moment to say thank you because without all of you listening, there'd be no reason for me to do this. I could just sit in my room and talk to myself without having to record. Um, so thank you all. I appreciate it. And here's, you know, to the next thousand. And if you like the podcast, you know, uh, rate and review and uh, recommend and share with your friends and do all that kind of stuff. And don't forget all of the songs that have been recommended on this podcast have their own playlist on Spotify. If you go to Spotify and search Trash Fire of Talk, rec- uh, Trash Fire of Talk podcast recommendations, or just search for my, you know, name, Skits Jones, S-K-I-T-Z-J-O-N-E-S, uh, which is also my handle on all of the social media, at Skits Jones, all one word. Uh, you can hit me up at all the places. But yeah, go check out the playlist on Spotify. There's some definite fucking bangers in there, and will be more bangers to come. Um, so yeah, just thank you. I appreciate you, and uh, I... I hope to keep up the good work. Um, oh, one last thing. One week from today is the Burbies. Uh, so I'm sure I will have all sorts of shit to talk about uh, going into that. Um, that's the, the Suburban Comedy Awards slash Christmas Party end of year shindig. Um, super excited for that. Uh, you know, I've, I've mentioned in the past I'm nominated for a, a number of uh, awards and this podcast was nominated as well and so uh, once again thank you to everyone who listens and who recommended the podcast i truly appreciate that um all right let's close out the episode as we always do with a tarot pull uh today i pulled from the 90s tarot deck seemed fitting given the the talk of 90s era trip hop and stuff uh the 90s era, uh the 90s tarot deck is by Christy Prokopiak. Um, and the, the card that I pulled is the devil. And the devil in this particular deck is portrayed by Courtney Love, one of my all-time favorite musicians and just cultural phenomena. Um, and it, I, I love me some Courtney Love. I truly do. But that being said, um, it's the devil's a fitting card for her. Uh, the devil represents habitual behaviors, bondage, indulgence, things of that nature. Is there something in your life to which you are beholden, whether it's an addiction, chemical or otherwise? Maybe it's a belief system which is either no longer serving you or is in fact having a negative effect on your life and your relationship to those around you. Maybe the devil is a person in your life draining you and taking you down negative paths. You know, regardless, it's time to take a moment, do a little self-reflection, and ask yourself, what is this thing in your life which is causing problems for you? And make the effort to change the behaviors or the attitudes or what, what have you. 
You know, maybe you spend too much time glued to your phone. Maybe social media is your addiction. You know, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's food. Maybe it's alcohol. Maybe it's drugs. Maybe it's, um, you know, Netflix. Maybe you got that Disney Plus and you haven't left the couch since. You know, what, whatever it is, whatever the thing that is limiting you, you know, take a look at that. And change your relationship to it and see how that shakes up your life. You know, maybe it's a, a rigid uh, belief system like the idea that uh, stand-up and improv can't coexist or, uh, you know, hip-hop and electronica shouldn't blend. You know, whatever, whatever it is. Maybe it's pop and metal shouldn't blend, which the band Ghost would highly disagree with. Um because Ghost is a pop band, I don't care what you say, they just have metal trappings, and they are fantastic, and I don't know why I'm talking about Ghost, but there it is. Anyway, all these things, you know, whatever it is in your life that is is causing problems for you and limiting you and, and, and things of that nature, you know, take a look at them, start to address them, change your behaviors, and see how that affects your life. Um... So there you go. That is your tarot poll for the episode. I already talked about all the social media things and all the things coming up. Uh, once again, I hope to see you this Saturday at Steph Starling Parlor, 8 p.m. start time, Elbow Room in Chicago, uh, all the other things that are coming up. Um, and once again, thank you all so much. I, I truly appreciate you for listening, and I, I feel guilty asking you to do anything more, but there is one last thing that I have to ask, as I always do, and that is, of course, as always, keep that trash fire burning. <laughs>